Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Where, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Where are you? I am、uh, coming at you from Phoenix, Arizona. Ever heard of it? I have.、Uh, this is the very first time. We're about as Phoenix, Arizona. Is it close to New York?、Uh, no, it's the other side of the country, actually. <laughs> and don't lie to the people because. We all know that you've been here yourself. I used to get those questions when I went home,、uh, being like, How far is New York from Los Angeles? It's close, right? I'm like,、um, No, actually. <laughs> the country is really, really big. Did you know that? The country is pretty big. It's pretty big. How many, how many South Africans can fit inside the US? How many square、know. feet are there? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Let's look it up. Let us look it up. I want to do square miles. Many square miles is South Africa. I hope you're looking out for your own country. No, I'm waiting for you to do it all. So, South Africa is 470,900 square miles. Does that sound right? Seems like a lot. Sounds right. Okay, so 471. Okay, how many square miles is USA? 3.8 million. 3.8 million versus 471,000? Yeah. It's like nine times the size or something. Eight or nine, nine times the size? So it was close, even with the population, right? So 40, about 40 to 50 million South Africans to the 300 million Americans. 323 million, it says,、uh, in 2016. Was the population of these United States of America compared to 55.9 million South Africans? Imagine if, like, you could go to a, another planet that was like nine times the size of this planet. That's like what being from South Africa is going to the United States. I had no idea it was that big. I also thought like everything was pretty close, but I soon realized. What's the point of all this? Uh, I don't know. Oh. oh, you said not to lie to the people that I hadn't been to Arizona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all stemmed from your lies. <laughs> We got lost in the lie. So, how is Phoenix, Arizona treating you? Pretty fantastic. We had a meetup game last night at the Wild Horse Pass Casino. And I think we actually saw a couple of wild horses、uh, on the drive out here. Is that true? Believable? Are there actually wild horses in like, Arizona? Why wouldn't、Google、they、it. be? Too hot? Google it.、Horses. Google it. Okay, welcome to the Google show. <laughs> Are there wild horses in Arizona? Wild horses to be removed from Tonto National Forest in Arizona. So I guess they are. So you'd be very disappointed, I guess, if it was called Wild Horse Casino and there were no wild horses. Yeah, it'd be a little false advertising, I think. <laughs> Had a meetup game last night, and there was a pretty fantastic, tur- fantastic turnout we got. Tell me, how was, many how many people do you usually get at a meetup game? Maybe like two or three tables. Okay.、Um, I think we had like six or seven tables going last night. Way to go. What a turnout. <laughs> Why do you think there were so many people that came to this meetup game versus the one in Las Vegas? I'm not sure exactly, but 
it might have something to do with the fact that we we're not here. We don't live here all the time, so not going to be something that's like a regular sort of uh, get together. Yeah, maybe people like needed to seize the opportunity of getting together while it was actually in town, and who knows when we'll be back. But it's much more fun doing the meetup games uh, not on the live stream than this way. You know, like Brad and I, we can switch tables. We get to play with more people. Right. It's uh, it's a lot more casual. It's a lot easier to socialize with more people. It's just way more fun. That's yeah, pretty so cool. Great. So how did the uh, how was the action? Are there some great poker players in Phoenix, Arizona? I thought everyone played played really well, actually, especially considering that the game was only uh, two three. Normally we do two five, um, but this one we just wanted to make sure we could get as many people um, into the game and accommodate as many people as possible. So considering there was a 2-3 game, everyone played uh, pretty well, I thought. Nobody was giving it away. So was there a max buy-in or you could buy in for as much as you wanted to? There's a max buy-in of $1,500, which is That's very large for, for a 2-3, game. right? I've never even heard of a 2-3 sure game. Yeah, they haven't been in California. I've played 2-3. Yeah, everyone played pretty good. Nobody was... Uh, there to just donate. I ran really well, so I managed to... How much to... money did you make? Uh, Are you going to tell us on the, on, the, on the blog? Yeah, but maybe people can get their information here first for being such <laughs> loyal heard, listeners. Heard it here first. Uh, I was into the game for 1600 and I cashed out 29 something Nice. So I won, I won $1,300 or so. And then we did a... Uh, a live stream on Instagram for like 20 minutes or whatever after the game. And we wagered a hundred dollars against each other who could guess closer to the bartender's age. And very exciting. <laughs> and Brad guessed 26 and I guessed 31. And, uh, when I said 31, she was a little bit taken aback because the actual answer was 26. <gasps> oh, <laughs> so, what a, so I, yeah. So I, yeah, I failed. I failed in that uh, entire in that entire exercise. Oh my god, you probably she's probably going to have a complex now for the rest of her life. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Good job. I wish we could go back and not do that, but it's too late now. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is probably not going to end very very well, and it didn't. Well, at least Brad guessed exactly right, and uh, I also lost a hundred dollars out of that little exchange. So it was basically nothing good came out of that for me. Serves you right for ruining that poor girl's night. Before we move on, Dean had asked why some casinos, so Dean is one of our podcast listeners, why some casinos spread 1-2 versus 1-3. Do you know? I don't really know, other than maybe 1-2 is just a little low. Hard to get any uh, decent-sized pots going in 1-2, perhaps, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe people just want to play slightly bigger. 1-3 plays a little, a little bit bigger. I think you brought up the... Uh, possible idea of maybe it helps them rake more because the pots are bigger and they rake, rake the same uh, structure as a 1-2 game so they're raking more money that's definitely a possibility well there you have it dean we don't really know if somebody knows maybe you can write in and tell us so moving on can we yep. go straight into some listener feedback yes let's do it let's get there okay so the first one i have to toot my own horn we got an email from Jan, and Jan says, big thanks to Boosie. Jan took our advice and 
decided to talk to a stranger when he was in Texas. And he lived to tell the tale. (laughs) Yeah, he lives in Brussels and says he would never talk to people in Brussels. But now that he's spoken to people in Texas, uh, he's probably going to try when he gets back home, try talk to more strangers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it says it, it really gives you a good feeling. So thanks for that. And I'll definitely try this in Brussels as well. This could easily be suicide, but hell, I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it's not going to be as bad as he's worried it might be. Yeah. If nobody's expecting it, then it's a really nice surprise. You know, it's just like if, you know, something happened with customer service and they're expecting you to be really upset and yell and you're not and you're really nice, then everybody's surprised and the interaction is so much better. Go, Jan. Well, good work, Jan. And thanks, Texas, for being so nice to Jan. And then we got an email from Sam. And Sam says he is dating a girl from Boston who's an Italian-American. And he, he's from the UK. We met Sam, you met Sam in London. Do you remember? Yeah. He was just commenting about our conversation last week about cultural differences that cause the problem so much as personalities. And that if you stay curious and open, then things should work out. So that is another sort of feedback from Robert for Robert about his cultural differences question. So he's saying that it's good to be generally curious in life? Yes, Sam says that he thought it would be very strange for him and his Italian Bostonian to get along in the UK. He says that they're things that are different, but... On the whole, it's just like the personalities that work and they love each other. And so all these other things are just things that you can work through. So Sam is from the UK, small, tight family, right? Dating an Italian-American girl. And you know, it's usually like really big, um, lively families and lively gatherings. So that was yeah. very different for uh, Sam coming from this like really small talk to talk with your indoor voice to, you know, like very uh, animated yes. Italian family. So I wonder, I wonder if it was terrifying for him. He says it was the first time he went home with her, but yeah. now it's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm terrified for him. <laughs> Why but are you terrified for him? That's uh, it's very intimidating to have to like, you have to sort of like perform in some sense. I feel like it's hard to like just be yourself when you're in a new environment and people interact so differently and you're expected to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tara, you're expected to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, if you're not, it's almost like if you're not going to be interesting, then uh, no one's going to like you in the family. And then, Everything is, the relationship's just going to fall apart. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, you made it. Tembi was, would ask all the time. Um, my sister Tembi, when you, would, when you came over, she right. would ask if you ever spoke. Um, right. Because you were so quiet. But I think a lot of life is a dance until you figure out the balance. Because we don't really know. You don't know how you, you're supposed to be, behave or act in a new environment. Uh, you can take cues from your loved one or books or whatever, but you just get there and you feel it out. And there's always that one person who's like you anyway. 
So even in the really like lively, loud families, there's always the the quiet one. Like we have Lindo, my little sister. She's not as like talkative as Tembi or I. She's more reserved. Yep. Right? So your fam- so your family doesn't like me or Lindo. <laughs> that is not true at all. Not true at all. And last but not least, we got an email from South Africa. This nice. made me. I've heard of South Africa. You have. Uh huh. Wow. Look at you. Very worldly. They have great beef jerky. <laughs> Is that the only thing you remember about South Africa? I remember the glasses of wine that cost $2 everywhere you go. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. So $2 glasses of wine and beef jerky. And beef jerky. Okay. Tamba, which is my dad's name, yep. wrote to us from South Africa and you know, when I asked last week about what people are looking forward to, to uh, during the holidays and are not looking forward to. So he yeah. said he is not looking to going home to visit his like extended family because it's out in the boonies. And so he won't be able to play poker. He's going to Mpumalanga, which did I ever tell you what that meant? Or do you nope. remember? I did to tell you what it meant. Tell me again. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll, maybe I'll remember. Mpumalanga means where the sun rises. You never told me that. I sure did. Okay, that's beautiful. So it's east of Johannesburg. And he plays 10 rand, 20 rand at Emperor's Palace. And also plays online. Yeah, this is a serious grinder. Sounds like it. What's 10 rand, 20 rand convert to? It's like 70 cents, 150. So it would be like 50 cent dollar, I guess, would be a game that would... Right? Because there's no... Is there 75 cents? 150? No. Maybe online, but... Okay. So, so a little less than one, two? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he plays online and he plays at the Emperor's Palace. So, and he says he's a big fan and he says, Andrew, let's do something about your run it twice policy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are people are over the running it twice thing. So he's saying that he's uh, not looking forward to being to not being able to grind. Yeah, I used to go home to KwaZulu Natal during the summer to visit like extended yeah. family. And depending on where you go when you go home, there might not be very much internet access. Sure. Uh, so yeah, the online grind is probably off. And also, like when you go home during the holidays, it's actually time to be with your family so there's no you know going off and grinding for 10 hours at a time yeah of course you're supposed to sit there and chat the entire time yeah you're spending time together that's what spending time together is spending time together not talking i don't know what what that what that is what if you run out of things to talk about you never run out of things to talk about really impossible so you're just like going on and on about the world think about it you haven't seen each other in probably a year or you've seen each other once that year there's a yeah. lot to catch up on yeah, um i can I think, do that over a couple hours dinner and off you go yeah but that's why people don't know that their kids are living with uh, a person back in new york yeah. city and when they go home <laughs> to oklahoma do you know what i mean because no but you need to ask those questions who's living with who i'm just making an example like okay. of, you know having deeper conversations over the how's everything work good yeah, yeah. you know so so uh 
You said he's going away for two weeks. No, I don't know how long. He didn't say. He's just going oh. home for the holidays. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough to like. That's a lot of time to take off from work, regardless. But if you are going to take that time off, I think it's pretty important to like be in the moment and not be just thinking about all the uh, hours that you're missing away from the grind and thinking about poker because that doesn't really accomplish anything. I think you should just once you're there with your family at home. Try and completely turn off the poker thing since it doesn't do any good, you know, to dwell on it. Mm. Are you going to take time off this holiday season, Mr. Andrew Nimi? Well, yeah, I'm going to go home for Christmas, I think, to Michigan. And uh, so, but, uh, uh, so tell me, you're going to go to Michigan and you're going to stay home and not go to the Detroit casino. Is this I what was, I'm hearing? I was just I was just about to get there. <laughs> That's, I'm just trying to. OK. And uh yeah, so I probably will play poker while I'm there in Detroit. <laughs> so what happened to being in the moment and taking time off? How long is it going to take before you're back at the casino? Well, the thing is, there's a difference because I'm still able to work when I go home. So I don't necessarily need to like, I'm not in a place where it's like impossible. Like I remember somebody sent me a message on Twitter asking, uh, he was like at a concert or something with a, with some friends. And the question was, is it bad that all I can think about is wanting to get back to the poker table right. or at like the hard rock or something? And I said, actually, yeah, uh, I think it is bad because what good is it to just sit there and dwell on poker when you're at a concert? It's not like you're going to win money somehow by thinking about it. Wise words. Wise words from Andrew Nimi. <laughs> when did you stop doing that? I don't think it's like uh, something that's that easily done. Maybe I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I think I still somewhat struggle with it myself. Okay. So just like a conscious effort, like just making a conscious effort to be in the moment wherever I you think, are. I think I also work a lot more like diligently now than I used to. So that makes it a little easier if you're just naturally putting in a lot more hours um to allow you know, yourself the day, the, to be in the moment when you're not working yeah okay um before when my work was sporadic <laughs> I don't know. yeah basically okay. um just when i wasn't yeah being as diligent as i could have been it's like i was probably aware of it that i could have been working more and working more hours and working harder mm. um but i just wasn't like in the right spot mentally that I needed to be in. And so as a result, I would probably like think about how I needed to work more, but I just wasn't. And then, yeah, it's just a, not a good situation. That's fascinating. So you think that because you knew that you weren't working as hard as you could, you were always obsessing about working. So I think so. Okay. Wow. That's some dropping some knowledge. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> dropping knowledge or if it's like, uh, there's some problem. Thanks for that, Andrew Nimi. Completely unrelated. Did you see the that Saudi Arabia apparently gave robot citizenship? The Sophia what? robot? What? You did no, it? I, did not, I didn't hear this. Okay, so I think it was a just a PR stunt. So they had this major technology summit. And yeah. they introduced this robot called Sophia and they gave it citizenship. And so there was a lot of like 
obviously news around it uh reporting <laughs> but the women were mad because they've just been given the freedom or the right to drive like in september of 2017 yeah. yet this like robot was given citizenship <laughs> i don't i mean i don't even know what that means like what do you what does it mean that a robot has citizenship <laughs> yeah this is ridiculous but uh they were interviewing the robot and I mean, it had like pre-programmed answers. I'll send you the video. You can watch it and I'll put it in the show notes for people who might not have seen it. But, uh, you know, they ask her, do you like humans? What did it say? Something like, yes, I love them, but I don't understand why yet. You have to just watch the video yourself so you can enjoy this absurdity. But what are your thoughts on... Uh, giving a robot citizenship (laughs) besides that i mean it's just like there's no way to stop the advancement of technology so tell me your thoughts and feelings about ar and ai and vr and (laughs) whether it's something whether it's something we should fear whatever you want what do you what do you think i love it all i uh am sad that one day i'm going to have to no longer be here and miss whatever is going to come after my time here. How do you know you're not going to be here? You might be here as a mouse. I might be here what? As a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a little tough to enjoy uh, the internet as a mouse. But, oh, maybe you'll be here as... Another person? Maybe you'll be here as the dog who has the robot sitter while you're human person is like out at work or something like that (laughs) and the robot will take you out on a walk man that would be pretty sweet like the dog (laughs) seems pretty good i love all the uh developments and things i don't really i'm not one of those kind of people that's uh afraid of robots taking our jobs or whatever things like that uh i think that's been going on since the dawn of technology and that's just the way things happen things progress naturally you haven't convinced me that i'm I'm uh, not going to miss anything because <laughs> I might miss everything after I'm gone. But, I mean, think about uh, all the creators of before. You just have to enjoy what you do have and, you know, just yep. like be happy that maybe your kids or your great-grandkids are going to enjoy what you saw a glimpse of the future possibly becoming. Um, speaking, of, uh, speaking of Phoenix, they're going to start rolling out driverless cars as like taxis or whatever taxi service that don't have the safety drivers in them oh so that's and not uber or anything like that just yeah i don't think it's uber i don't i can't remember which company that is but i think that's awesome i would love that yeah you see i still really like the human aspect of i mean everybody's been in an uber that drove kind of sketch (laughs) and you wondered why you were in that uber and then you just give them like one star but you know like the cars are going to be all like clean and nice and you know all brand new probably it just seems like super efficient yeah but that's only like initially i don't know i just love humans well they're gonna have to keep those things pretty nice otherwise nobody's gonna want to ride them yeah i mean like when you when you get an uber that's not exactly a new car or as clean as it could be. It's like, well, at least it's like this person's character. You can kind of write it off as that. 
<laughs> but if you get in like a driverless car that's all like trashed, it's like, why did I order this? <laughs> but then who are you going to complain to? You're just going to make a, you're going to, because I think, like, think about it. There won't when be you, any complaints. When you complain, right, you are, are calling customer service or writing a review in the hopes that some human with feeling and emotion is going to read it and empathize with your angry feeling or emotion and then do something about it. But, yeah, but there's not the, there's the, not gonna be any there's not gonna be any complaints. It's gonna be perfect service. <laughs> That's impossible. That's impossible because robots are created by humans. So that very fact means that things are going to go wrong. I am less concerned about it now because if you just think back to how things have progressed from when we were little, like we just say yes, right? We just adopt it. I mean, I'm still very against sending people IDs and passports when I don't absolutely have to um, or sending them identification or giving them my telephone number. And you don't care. Like you put your email everywhere. Yeah, I think it's pretty hopeless to try and protect all that stuff. I don't know. I think there's still, it's not advanced enough to just let it be. Yes, we'll just adopt it, right? Because remember before, when the internet was new, I used to have like all these pseudonyms that I used in, you know, for my email and for like chat rooms and stuff like that. And we never gave our real identities. And now we do. (laughs) So, you know, Facebook knows your real name and Instagram and all these things. And they actually photos of you to prove who you are um yeah. i so. mean you can't you can't stop it what's the difference i mean equifax whatever they got hacked and everyone's super sensitive information became available to everybody so i mean it's, it's okay to think like what can you do when you know there has been no impact to you at the moment but like if somebody's bought two four hundred thousand dollar houses on your credit then that's pretty shitty do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that would be rough. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's time to let go completely. So, kudos to you that you just think, you know, yep. give your let information it, out. Let it go, people. This whole, uh, also this thing, it also kind of stems from uh, the blogging experience um, because, you know, obviously casinos say that there's, potential privacy issues of uh, filming people at the casino, which I protect myself. I mean, I uh, protect sharing people's likenesses. I always, you know, cut faces out when I'm at the poker table. Um, But uh, they say that that's an issue, which I think is silly. You know, it's like, what exactly are we talking about? We're talking about putting people, uh, people's faces in public online right because what if that i think it come it stems from the era where people were doing things that they're not supposed to do right because yeah, exactly like if gambling wasn't wasn't okay so you yeah, wouldn't nonsense. want somebody to see you and what if you went to church god forbid like you know you're a church going christian and then you're seen at the casino by somebody's wife or husband you know what i mean somebody's watching somebody's (laughs) watching poker vlogs and then they're gonna call (laughs) someone out for being at a casino (laughs) yeah because they don't play maybe they just they're just watching i don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it's that's part of it. And another part is like, you know, what if you were cheating on your wife and then all of a sudden she sees you on YouTube and, you know, yeah, maybe you're going to go sue the casino and be like, you weren't supposed so, to record me or something. I don't know. Yeah. So we're worried about like protecting a, a cheater, uh, an adulterer. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Well, I, that's just hypothetical. I don't know if those are the 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 reasons. It's not. I don't know. We don't need to go down this path, but <laughs> it's not the real. It's not the real reason they don't want filming in the casino. It's just. It has everything to do with the uh, the branding and potentially some sort of like they they haven't asked the uh, the gaming board whether it's allowed or not. And they use that as another potential excuse to protect the branding of it. You can't really blame them because the way you present your brand is very important, right? So Yeah, but I, I think it's like silly for so many reasons. But I've already gone over these things many times in the vlog. Um, yeah, when you own something, you get to do with it whatever you want, I guess. That's true. You got to play by their rules on their property. Right. So... But yeah, I thought that was interesting and uh, I don't know, uh, I guess America will probably be next to give a robot citizenship. <laughs> I don't know if the okay. president will like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the robot will arrive here legally. <laughs> it might be stopped at the wall, but <laughs> is there anything else that you want to... Tell me about that's happened in Phoenix while you've been gone. Uh, I went to the Cornish Pasty Co. here. One of my, my favorite restaurants in Vegas originally started here in Phoenix. And I got myself a Mexican pasty. Mexican Cornish pasty. Yes. <laughs> the worlds about. collide. Cornwell and Mexico. <laughs> Deliciousness that's, on a plate. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And... Yeah, that's it. I've that's just it. been uh, hosting meetup games and drinking beers. That's all there is to report. Very good reporting. <laughs> so, yeah, the hoodies are out. They are shipping. That's right. That's if exciting. you haven't got one, get yourself one. Limited edition. They might not be here for very long. Okay, I think that's all we have time for this week. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on Tells. And we will see you next week or chat to you next week. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.